0: With not your truth or kindness, Lord. With or not your truth or kindness, Lord.
1: Welcome to the Notice. where together we notice the mercy of God. I'm Susan Hookstra, your host. The Notice podcast explores the need for validation and affirmation, through Biblical musings and unique stories from special guests. Experience relevant topics and encouragement as we take notice of how the God of Mercy satisfies. Do you ever look at a sunset and recognize the majesty of God's creation? Or perhaps you write, sing, dance, or consider yourself creative? Today on The Notice, I discuss creativity with singer, songwriter, teacher, and worship leader, Justin Reed. We talk about God as creator, how we reflect God through creativity, and just maybe Justin will share one of his songs. Stay tuned as we take notice of God. I'm so excited to talk about creativity and more excited to have Justin here in my little studio. I call it the War Room. Uh, Justin is a singer and songwriter, teacher and worship leader. We just met recently at a songwriting workshop he led. And I was immediately drawn to his passion and sensitivity, encouraging others to be creative. So Justin, welcome.
2: Oh, thanks. Good to be here, Susan.
1: I'm so glad you're here. So, I mean, to get started, how about if we just tell a little bit uh, to our listeners about your background, you know, where you grew up, education, and how you came to know Jesus, and how you discovered your creativity. You yeah. got all those? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's a few different questions. Yeah, yeah, see yeah, if yeah. I can,
2: yeah. See if I can get to all of those. Um, yeah, so I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan, grew up there, um, and then I moved to Lansing in 2012 for school. I, uh, I've got my master's in music theory from Michigan State University. Go green. <laughs> Go white. And, uh, I also, um, studied at Grand Rapids Community College and Grand Valley State University before that. Um, and I was also a homeschooler when I was growing up. So really? So okay. shout out to my homeschool people.
0: Yeah.
2: And, uh, yeah, so the, the way that I came to know the Lord, there, there's a bit to the story, but the short version is, um, when I was four, I was watching this, uh, little kids Christian TV show called Gospel Bill. I don't know if you've heard of it I've or not. I've never
1: heard of Gospel Bill.
2: Um, yeah, it was on uh, the TCT network, and it was just this this Christian show about cowboys. And um, Anyway, at the end of every episode, the main character would kind of, in his office, explain the gospel in little kid terms and lead you through this prayer to invite Jesus into your heart. And so as a four-year-old, I, I heard that one time, and so I prayed along with that prayer.
1: All right, um, Gospel Bill! <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: um, so that was, that was, I'd say, when things started, but... Um, i say in 2012, actually, um, a little bit before coming to Michigan State University, I'd say that was the season when God actually became Lord of my life and I understood my need for a Savior. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I was saved before that or not. I just tell people I'm really grateful that I didn't die before I was right, 25. Right, right. So. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, me and, me and God have been good friends ever since. Oh, good, good. He's uh, crea- a good
1: friend to have. <laughs> he is,
2: he is, yeah. And uh, for the creativity thing, discovering my creativity... Um, it's interesting. I think when I was growing up, I um I struggled with insecurity a lot. I didn't um I didn't think that I was really smart. I didn't think that I was really gifted. I think probably probably with music was the first the first time doing anything with creativity, and it was probably about when I was maybe maybe about eleven or so when I started uh, taking beginner piano lessons was the first time that I realized oh I'm actually kind of good at this music mm-hmm. thing um because I I had a gift for memorizing. And so, and I liked to play, and so I'd actually, I would memorize my pieces and I would practice two hours a day because I wanted to, and so I kind of quickly surpassed all of my teachers, like other students, and, um, and so I thought, wow, I can, I can actually do this, and so then pretty soon after I started taking lessons, I would sit down and, you know, just make up little things on the piano, and I'd say that's probably kind of where it started, and mm-hmm. then it's just kind of grown from there.
1: Now, are there any other ways you create it besides music?
2: Um, so I think when we think of, of being creative, a lot of times we'll think of just the arts, but, um, I think creativity is way broader than that. I I think it's, it's, (laughs) it's anytime when someone, you know, takes. We can have
1: about 10 podcasts on creativity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: So we're in agreement. That's good. So, uh, beyond, beyond music, I also really love actually creating a music curriculum. Uh, I went to MSU to be a, a music theory, uh, teacher. That was what I went to school for. And so the kind of the idea of like figuring out how to teach something and developing teaching resources is something I actually kind of geek out about quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that and like developing systems and organization, like I see a lot of beauty in, in organization. And so while it's less like flowery and, you know, artistic as we would normally think, I feel like there's just an incredible amount of creativity in, you know, looking at something where you where something isn't operating right and being like, how can I creatively put a system in place that will solve these problems? And so, yeah, I I love doing things like that as well.
1: There's so many creative things to do. I mean, mm-hmm. even nowadays, I mean, everyone loves HDTV and the, yeah. the creativity of just an interior of a home. Architecture and all those kinds of things, there's so much out there mm-hmm. and so much um, that we can do. You know, God has so many attributes. You know, the first time God is introduced as the creative God is in Genesis 1.1. It said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This tells us two things. God is creative. And God is the creator. The interesting thing is that God created the earth when it was without form and void. It was actually covered in darkness. And so to see the works of God's hands is actually to see him. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I'm amazed by the hues of the sky at sunset or the sound of his power when listening to waves crash. And right now during the fall, the cold and crisp morning Air sharpens my senses, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I take in the blazing color of the leaves, especially right now. It's at peak. Uh, so much beauty and creativity. It's all around us. I mean, we just have to take notice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's all around us. So, what way? What ways do you experience creativity?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. A lot of the ways that you mentioned, um, just kind of in creation, I feel like is where I where I see a lot of it. It, like sunsets and clouds in particular, I think a lot of times when we when we think about them or hear people talk about them, I always hear like the like the boldness or the the stronger colors are the things that seem so creative. But probably I don't know. Sometime in the last ten years or so, I've, I've really started to become fascinated with more of the subtlety that you'll see, like when you look at one cloud compared to another cloud. That you know they're not mm-hmm. they don't all just look like floating cotton balls. That there's actually. There's just such subtle detail in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that it didn't need to be that way, but that God intentionally, you know, like, especially I think they're called the cirrus clouds, the ones that are like really like wispy and thin looking that are like way up right, high. Right. Yeah. Like you see such like subtle subtlety in those. It almost looks like brush strokes in some places. But
1: you have to stop <laughs> and take notice, right? Exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you do. You have to stop and look up. I. One of the things I i like to do is i actually just like to lay on the grass and look up at the sky Mm -hmm. you know sometimes i'll just do that and just kind of go wow especially like under big trees and things so yeah so if god is so creative our ability to be creative is certainly expression of him and us you know Mm -hmm. Um, it's authored by him it comes from his hand it's one of the most important ways we can imitate him and you know when we create we are simply acting out our purpose for which he formed us you know Mm -hmm. You know, I'd love to get your impression of something. I I saw this quote. uh, It's from Julia Cameron. Mm -hmm. She said, The Creator made us creative. Our creativity is our gift from God. Our use of it is our gift to God. Accepting this bargain is the beginning of self-acceptance. So I just want to get your thoughts. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) When I look at this, I feel like there's a, a few different kind of statements being made in there. Um, but the thing that jumps out at me the most is the idea of God intentionally making us creative. Um, and one of the kind of convictions that I feel like I have about that is that, uh, that God created every single person you know, in his image, and if God by nature is creative and we're created in his image, like you've been saying, then we, by default, are creative as well, whether we think we are or not. Like so many people would say, oh, I'm not a creative person, it's like well, are you human? Then, mm-hmm. then yes, yes you, are. <laughs> you are. You are creative. And the idea that, that every single person is unique and every single person kind of came from the overflow of God's heart. And so there's, there's something of God in every person that no other person can reveal. And so there's something, there's something about God to be seen in every person. And when we are, when we are being most ourselves, We actually reveal something about God that we never see otherwise.
1: That's a great way of putting it. That's powerful. I'm actually in the process of writing a book. In one of the chapters, I talk about facets. And I talk about God has all these different facets, right? Mm -hmm. And we're all designed to reflect a certain facet of him. And together, we're beautiful, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And... So that's what that reminded me of oh, cool. is that whole the high concept of all those facets and how if we just catch the light in the right way. But so many people get discouraged, you know, they think that they're not creative or you know what I, I don't I don't write music, I don't you know, I don't paint, I don't dance, so I must not be very creative. Mm-hmm. What would what would you say to that person?
2: Yeah, yeah. So similar to what I was saying earlier. The idea that that every human is creative by nature and if creativity is limited to the arts then it would be true that there are a lot of people that aren't creative or maybe aren't as creative as others but i think we need a broader definition of creativity that kind of the process of creating and this is you know what we see god by nature do like you were saying at the beginning we start with there the earth being formless and void there's no there's no blueprint, there's no, you know, format that he was following. Like there's a a Hillsong song where it starts off as this, with no point of reference, you know, God created everything. Mm -hmm. And so in the same way, anytime we come into a space where something doesn't exist yet, and we bring something into existence there, whether it's, you know, a painting, or whether it's you know, a recipe that we invented, whether it's, you know, a, a system that we designed, whether it's computer, you know, programming that you wrote or or whatever it is, like, we are creating. It's it's when we take something that didn't exist before and bring it into existence, we're creating. And every human can't help but do it. Like, even, even people that try not to, like, you can't go very long without creating something that's just... We're made to do it. You can't fight it. No, (laughs) you're right.
1: You're right. And the other thing is, I think we were made to share that creativity, Mm -hmm. too. I mean, think about it when you were three or four years old and you drew a picture Mm -hmm. and you gave it to your mom and your mom put it on the refrigerator. I mean, Mm -hmm. refrigerator Mm -hmm. art. Yay. You know, (laughs) I mean, that was, you know, courage, creativity. Let's have this creativity happen and let's also Mm -hmm. display it. Like, let's share it, I yeah, should say. Dis- yeah. Sharing is probably better than displaying, I guess, is mm-hmm. what I, I'd like to frame it as. You yeah. know, there's this other quote, too. It's, it's, a, it's by Michelle Shea. She said, creativity is seeing something that doesn't exist already, which she talked about. You need to find out how you can bring it into being and that way be a playmate with a God. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. Um, description, so maybe tell me a little bit about the importance of and the joy in living creative.
2: Yeah, yeah, I love I love that quote. That's that's good. Um, I think when uh, when I think about the idea of of bringing something into existence that wasn't there yet, and it being about partnering with God, I think for me before I had a grid for creativity not being something that I was just doing on my own, uh, it was. Uh, or b- before when I thought that creativity was just something I was doing on my own, I think it felt a lot harder to be creative. But as I've, as I've come to understand that God designed me to create, and there's actually things that he wants me to create, not in a way that like he's commanded me, and if I don't, I'm sinning or something like mm-hmm. that, but in the way that he's actually built me to create, and there's things that he won't bring into existence apart from my partnership. And, and I think we see this even in the way that the earth was created, uh, that we have, you know, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they're all hanging out, doing their thing. And, uh, and the, the Father has this idea. He's like, there should be light. Light has never existed before, but there should be mm-hmm. light. Jesus sees the Father's heart and is like, I agree. And so he speaks out what's on the Father's heart and says, let there be light. You know, Jesus is the word who spoke. And then the Holy Spirit is the power that made it happen. I've heard different pastors talk about it that Mm, way. So this idea that there are things that come from God's heart that come into existence through cooperation, partnership between God and a person. And so then God creates all these humans on earth who are designed to do the exact same thing, that we through relationship with God see what's in his heart. And, and things that are bubbling up in God's heart can bubble up in ours. Mm. And then in partnership with God, we get to bring those into existence. And we say, I love what's in your heart, God. Let's do that. Or we go to God with desires that are in our heart and say, God, I really want to do this. Or I'd love it if this thing existed can we do that? Mm -hmm. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, and and assuming it's not a bad thing, most of the time God will say, yes, like, I love that idea. That's great. Let's do that. And so I think we're so made for that. And when we understand that not only is it like, like, it's not that it's not just not a bad thing. Like it's, it's a good thing. It's permissible to do, but it's, it's more than that. It's that God actually desires that we would create, that we're built for Mm -hmm. it gives so much dignity to the creative process knowing that there are things that God wanted to be on earth, but he's like, I won't actually I won't actually do this without you. I could, but I don't want to do it without you.
1: That's right. He wants to partner with us. Also going back to the reference with the refrigerator art, I talked about, well, yeah, we want to share it, right? Mm-hmm. But oftentimes we get creative and we we're scared to share it
2: yeah yeah you know
1: there's like oh no what will somebody think of this I mean I I even apologize for some of my creativity sometimes it's just a mouse how can we get around that because it's not just it's creating for creating's sake Mm -hmm. right to honor God right Yeah, yeah so do we have to always share it or what what are your thoughts on that
0: yeah,
2: yeah. I think a big, a big connection with that, there's the, the verse in 1 John where it says, perfect love drives out fear. And as I've thought about creativity, one of the things that's come to mind often, and I feel like God's used this analogy to, to help me understand it, that when you look at a little kid, when, you know, so there's like, you know, kids at their house with their parents, and when a stranger comes over, the little kids will like go and kind of like hide behind their parents' legs, or they'll, they'll be shy all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. But once they kind of like start to warm up and they're like, Oh, this person's safe, you'll watch them kind of slowly like come out of hiding and like Mm -hmm. come out into the Mm -hmm. open. Mm -hmm. And then if they you know, if they really warm up to you all of a sudden they're dancing and they're singing and they're showing you, you know, look at my Legos that I built or look at this picture that I drew. Mm
0: -hmm. And they're
2: and they're not even remotely worried about what you think of it. They just they just wanna share what you know, what they've created. And so I think in the same way as we feel loved, as we feel safe, knowing that we are loved and valued by God, the most natural response, I think, is for creativity to happen. I don't think it has to always be seen by another human. Um, I think we're actually designed to create a far greater magnitude of, of art and everything than any human could ever take in in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, and so knowing that the, the first why for our creating is just because God's designed us to, Um, But also too, like sharing what we've created is very natural and very much I think part of the process Because that's how God wanted the people on earth to know what he's like is through the things that we would make Like creation is designed like it says the heavens declare the glory of God And so when God made the earth at least as far as I can understand it He designed the world so that as we experience things These would give us insight about what the creator was like so we would taste delicious food and say wow Like, God has a value for for pleasure. And, you know, we would see beautiful things. We'd say, wow, God must be beautiful. You know, we'd hear music and we'd, you know, we see the, 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 uh, the majestic nature of mountains or, you know, the sun that's however many hundreds, thousands of times larger than our planet. When we see something that's just so big, you're like, oh, God made that. He must be big then too. And so in the same way, what we create, I believe, is supposed to, by nature, reveal what God is like.
1: Right. You know, that's a powerful illustration. I'm going to steal that illustration about the little kid behind. No, that's a powerful illustration because it is, it, that's how we are. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, God wants to say, let me put your paper on the refrigerator, you know, because what you're doing is you're, you're expressing just like a parent would to a child, you Mm -hmm. know, they so much want to get excited. And, you know, you know, I always think too of dancing too. I don't know. You know who Mike Donahue is with 10th Avenue? Oh, yeah. 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 Great songwriter. Anyway, he... He always talks about, he's always trying to get people to dance at his concerts. It's it's, it's like, okay, Mike. Um, but it's because he just, you know, what happened to that that playfulness, that mm-hmm. childlikeness, that we were just free to express ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we think it has to be organized and formed and all this. You know, I also think of people who, who in the quietness of their home, write in a journal. Mm-hmm. That's expressing themselves and being creative towards God, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't have to be on some big, huge platform or anything yeah. like that. So what, I mean, you gave, gave us some great illustrations. What are some ways to encourage creativity in others? I mean, we talked about some good, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I want to go create now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Encouraging creativity in others. Do you mean um, like someone who maybe doesn't feel creative how to, like, help them feel creative? Yeah, we, creative, could, we or... could start there, yeah. Yeah, I so I took this really fascinating class when I was at Grand Valley. This was my capstone class, and the professor that I had, Dr. Copenhaver, uh, it was it was so bizarre, and a lot of the kids hated the class, but I thought it was brilliant. One of the things that we looked at was we we, we looked at the idea of creativity, and we compared different art forms to each other. And, mm-hmm. and so my teacher asked us questions about how do you, you know, how do you inspire creativity or how do you get creative juices flowing um and and knowing that you know we're in this academic setting you know we've got things all figured out but creativity is something that seems almost like so elusive kind of of you know how do you you know sometimes you feel like you've got the magic and sometimes you don't Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so that's something that that i've really been struck with since taking that class is how do we intentionally choose to be creative and so uh, when I when I teach my songwriting class, one of the things that I'll talk about with that is that uh, Jesus said, "From the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks." And so and and I think our heart overflows into any form of creativity. And so one of the places that I'll often start is, um, if especially if it's in in one of the arts, like songwriting or, or you know visual art or something like that is i'll encourage people i'll say what's something that causes your heart to overflow like what's something that mm-hmm. you're passionate about that's something that's, that
1: that's nice thank you yeah
2: <laughs> something that like yeah. when you hear it like it resonates with you and that mm-hmm. you you almost like can't sit still or you're like i need to i need to do something i need to speak there's like something in you that's trying to get out it's like that's a really good place to start right, right there right. let that be your subject matter
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's great uh, as a songwriter, you know, there's so many different ways you can start the creative process. Sometimes we use scripture. Sometimes mm-hmm. you said this overflowing of the heart. Sometimes it's an attribute of God, you know, mm-hmm. or just some little nugget that comes into your head. I, mm-hmm. I, I call them nuggets. What, I don't know what you were calling them in
2: yeah. <laughs> class.
1: I can't remember. But you know what I mean. On this podcast, you know, we talk about mercy a lot and how mercy satisfies our need to be noticed. And after all god in his mercy removed the punishment we deserved, and continues to show us mercy so for instance that could mercy could be a nugget you mm-hmm. know for example so when we live in his mercy you know we've more freely extended to others and and so like i understand you wrote a song about mercy
2: mm-hmm. okay yeah, yeah so
1: tell me a little bit about how you got going with that creative tell me a little bit about how that song came about
2: sure sure yeah so the the way the song got written was kind of interesting. So the day before I wrote it, I had had a number of friends over, and we were we having a game night, and there was a friend of mine there who is a bit younger than me, and uh, me and him don't always play games together well, and so, <laughs> okay, uh, so we, so we were playing, and I was I was just so frustrated with this annoying thing that he was doing, and um, and he kept doing it, and so I would sit there and I was like Oh, like. In my head, I'm like, I kind of wish you weren't here right now. And uh, so just really annoyed. And in that moment, I felt like God just kind of tapped me on the shoulder and just you know, gave me this thought of like, he, like, he's not doing this on purpose, and he's actually just as uncomfortable as you are right now, and he doesn't know what to do about it. And I was like, wow. Like, all I could think of was I'm so annoyed with this person, and God brings this believing the best about my friend thought to mind mm, of, how, nice. of how he saw it. And I was like, wow, that totally changes everything. And so the next morning... I was uh, I was walking down to the city rescue mission because I was serving breakfast there every morning on uh, Saturdays for a while and so I was walking down there at like five thirty in the morning you know pitch black outside stupid early and I'm I'm walking and as I was walking I was thinking about the way that God is so so kind and so different from us and how it says in the Bible that He delights to show mercy. That you know, normally when you know if you're showing someone mercy, that means they've wronged you in some fashion, mm-hmm. and so normally those aren't things I get excited about. Like, or
1: annoyed you, <laughs> right?
2: And so, so usually, like if if uh, if I have an opportunity to show someone mercy, I usually feel that's an inconvenience. But knowing that for God, like when someone wrongs Him, He's like, "Yes, I have a chance to show mercy right now," and I'm like, "What? Who are you? <laughs> you're so strange." <laughs> and so as I'm as I'm walking and I'm thinking about this this little chorus comes to mind. And so it's, you're always
0: looking for a way to show mercy. You're always looking for a way to reconcile. You're always believing the best about me. You're always looking for a way to forgive (laughs) yeah.
2: And so I'm I'm just walking down the road at 530 in the morning and this pops into my head and I sing it. I'm like, wow, that's kind of good. I should make that into a song. And so I go in and serve breakfast. And as I'm walking back, I come up with a chorus and a second verse and so I get home, uh, pick up my guitar and play it and record it on my phone. And then I go back to bed because it was really early. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's a good
1: thing you record it because I know with songwriting, too, if you don't oh, get yeah. it out, you might mm-hmm. forget and takes a minute to get back. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 So that's kind of the story behind the song Mercy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I hope it's OK with you, but I'm going to want to play this for our listeners. Yeah, I want I them to hear that. the whole song. So, so it's called.
2: It's called Mercy.
1: It's called Mercy. Right. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to share Mercy with our listeners. If OK. You could listen
0: now you are love you are love you are love perfectly defined Good and right, which you personify. You are our love, perfectly defined. Rights, which you personify you are love perfectly defined
1: yes perfectly defined <laughs> his mercy is creativity wow yeah fun song Thank love you. that love that song i love that song so tell me a little bit more about what you would want to say to someone out there who's a little bit unsure if they can just be creative mm-hmm. maybe even writing a song yeah do you have any other songs that talk about that yeah yeah
2: yeah so in actually in fact
1: you do, I, I, I <laughs> do actually
2: one <laughs> you should ask uh, i have a song called song to sing off my most recent album um and i wrote this for a friend of mine's daughter actually mm. and uh the and this is this is an idea that i find myself trying to communicate to people often that idea of you know god creating us in his image designing us to be creative and um and so i'm i'm a worship leader i work at a house of prayer and so i'm always trying to get people to to play with the worship team or to to lead their own worship time and uh and so all the time i'll meet people who try and convince me that they're not musical or that they can't sing kind of the way this progression goes is i meet someone and I'll feel like God will really impress on my heart that this person is musically gifted. And then I'll ask them, they'll say, hey, do you do you play or do you sing? And usually they say, no, I don't. And then I say, okay, well, I, I feel like, you know, I feel like you've got a gift for that. And then, you know, a little bit later, <laughs> I'll bring it up again and they'll mention, well, yeah, I guess I, I do actually play a little bit. I'm like, oh, so you were holding out on me. And then, you know, eventually a little bit down the road, they're leading worship and they're writing songs and <laughs> Uh, we, I've, cool yeah I've, I've got to walk a number of people through this which is fun.
1: I bet that is to watch that progression Yeah
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. and so so I'm just fundamentally convinced that God designed us all to be creative and um, and just nobody's going to talk me out of that mm-hmm. So when I when I'll talk with people and they tell me that they can't sing, I say, well, actually your body is a musical instrument. That, you know, whether you believe it or not, it's true. Your body is designed to make music. You have resonating chambers inside Mm -hmm. of your head, like a guitar has, you know, the big area where the sound resonates. There are spaces like that inside of your head, like inside of your skull, where sound is designed to resonate, to sound pretty. Like if all you needed to do was talk, those spaces don't make any sense at all but those are there specifically so you can sing Mm -hmm. and our vocal cords like you don't you don't really need them at least in the way that they're designed if all you needed to do was talk like those people that have had a, a tracheotomy and you just put your finger over the hole and like like god could have given us something that sounded more like that if all that we needed to do was to um was to just get sound out but he's given us the ability to produce an extremely wide range of pitches and so by nature, every human is designed to sing. We're actually built for it. And every human does sing, actually, whether they admit it or not. You know, everyone sings. In the shower? Yeah, or when no one's around or in <laughs> the right. car or whatever. Right, right. So, so the idea with this song is that it's from the perspective of God speaking to a person. And so the, and it's called Song to Sing. And it's basically saying, you know, I've given you a song to sing. I've put something in you that no one else can reveal to the mm-hmm. world. And the world is actually waiting for you to reveal what I've put in you. The world is actually mm. waiting for mm. it. That's good. And so, um, yeah, so the first verse is kind of saying, you know, God's saying, I had I had this dream in my heart and it was you, and my heart overflowed, and I and I wrapped this dream in skin, and I breathed life into your lungs so that as you exhale, the world can breathe in. And so then there's the chorus and then verse two is saying, you know, and I've actually put something in you in the same way that, you know, you overflowed from my heart. I've put something in your Mm. heart that, that, that as you speak, let there be light. The day can begin in the same way. Um, And then the, and then the kind of the bridge and the end of the song is God saying to us, so sing the song that I've put in you and wake up the dawn, drive out the darkness with the beauty that I've put inside your heart. And so. Nice. Yeah.
1: Well, we're going to take a listen to that right now.
2: Awesome. Sounds
1: good.
0: My heart overflowed And I spoke your heart in motion And since that day There's been a treasure waiting To be discovered in you, there was a dream in my heart that one day a piece of me would be known. So I ran. the world. your heart. You fill the room with all of its splendor. There is a light burning in you, and as you speak,
1: sound like you're that little kid hiding behind your parent being scared
2: <laughs> no, no I used to be but God mm-hmm. has God has done a lot to heal my heart and convince yeah so me tell that me I... a
1: little bit about that I mean so everybody has to feel safe mm-hmm. you know everybody like you say they'll sing in the car they'll sing in the shower mm-hmm. but you know what gets into the place where they feel safe enough mm-hmm. to just create
2: yeah so the um the most recent album that I wrote actually was a, a big part of the healing process for me um, every song on this album was written for a specific person, and so I just prayed and asked God, you know, what show me from your word what you think about this person, what you want to say to them. And so as I was just digging into what the Bible says and and trying to you know speak that to someone, what God says from His word, and you know, and then kind of putting it in my own words, uh, that did so much to really open my eyes to things that I'd heard before and that God was starting to do, but like understanding that there's no human being who's an accident and that that can be easy mm-hmm. to say and pass over quickly mm-hmm. but the idea that literally every human being was formed by God's hands like he he made every single person which means no person even if they were in unwanted pregnancy God still formed that person and he says you are my masterpiece and and the, the fact that god thought in advance about what every person mm-hmm. would be mm-hmm. like and he's like your mm-hmm. your personality your appearance was just like the dream that was in my heart like i had i had hoped that one day someone like you would exist
0: mm-hmm. and
2: so when we when we begin to get an idea that you know that that we are actually a masterpiece or we think of this was huge. God asking, kind of asking me this question. We'll think of other people that were like, well, even if this person, you know, was poor and was ugly and, you know, um, and was, you know, maybe, you know, injured in some way. So they couldn't really do much of anything. Just their heart and who they are. They're a beautiful enough person that it would still be a treasure to know them. And God kind of asking me the question. He's like, well, why don't you think you're one of those? What, mm-hmm. what makes you think that you're different? Like, why mm-hmm. why aren't you Someone who's special and who's a treasure. Why Mm -hmm. are you lesser than other people that you know of? And realizing, I guess I don't really have a good reason for that. Mm
1: -hmm. And when you get that question answered, you start looking at other people that
2: way. Mm -hmm.
1: And then your world just opens up. You think, Wow, this person's really cool. Wow, look at because you're seeing them from a different facet, Mm -hmm. like we talked Mm -hmm. about earlier, different. Angle something that's a little bit different but you're celebrating their mm-hmm. uniqueness because you know God's celebrating yours it gives you right. that that confidence mm-hmm. and that that um, to know that you can rest in that safety you yeah. don't have to be that little kid behind mm-hmm. um, somebody mm-hmm. being scared to to share themselves you know yeah, yeah. so I hope our listeners out there kind of get a little uh, taste of this that they'll they'll pull out their their guitar or they'll mm-hmm. pull out their their pen and paper or or they'll go create a, a beautiful piece of furniture or yeah, something yeah. whatever God has gifted you in mm-hmm. and and you know what that is, or even just you have a passion for, mm-hmm. you know, usually passions and gifts kind of a lot of times they intersect. Yeah, and yeah. usually you have a passion for something that is isn't in line with your gifts, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I encourage everyone out there to take a few minutes Take the time to be creative because this is your worship to God. This is Mm -hmm. what you do for God. So Justin, thank you so much for being here. This is such a great conversation and I'm almost sad it's over. (laughs) But I really thank you so much for here. Now, I know that you have, you know, you've written, done a couple albums and stuff. So tell us where um, everyone can listen to more of your music if if they'd like.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure. So everything that I have that's recorded is available. It's up on Spotify or Apple music or YouTube or you know kind of all the different online outlets. Mm -hmm. So if you just look up my name Justin Reed, R-E-I-D. Um there's a couple Justin Reeds out there unfortunately, but um there's
1: some NFL player or something. Yeah yeah so
2: yeah if if you just Google (laughs) Justin Reed as is you'll get a bunch of a bunch of pro sports players. Right. So if you Google Justin Reed and then you put in either Joy comes in the morning which is my uh, last album before my most recent one or songs for my friends which is my mm-hmm. most recent one then it should come up
1: yeah great i hope all our listeners will take advantage of that um, just some really good stuff i've just been encouraged by getting to know you and in and, and hearing your heart and and i sense that from you from the get-go oh, that you, you want to encourage other people in their creativity just from the get-go and i just I just appreciate that. I really, truly do. Wow,
0: thank you, much. And, you
1: know, because sometimes when you are a creative person, sometimes you think, well, nobody really wants to hear what I have to say. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, know, you get yeah. a little insecure and you get mm-hmm. the little kid, like the little yeah, kid. Yeah. And, you know, it's nice to be around people who are encouraging that. You know, so thank you so much for being here. I do want to close with this one interesting quote I found from Jonathan Malm. And I, I just think it ties this up so well. It says, God's creativity starts when things look hopeless. That's good. So if you're feeling hopeless out there, pick up a pen, pick up your guitar, start writing. God's going to show you something. Next time on The Notice, with the holiday season in full swing, do you find yourself watching those Hallmark Christmas movies? You know, the ones filled with tradition, small town charm, a sweet love story, and the inevitable red dress. Does this mean our Christmas traditions need to offer us those warm, fuzzy feels to remind us what we long for? Join me next time on The Notice for our special holiday episode. We'll reflect on those family traditions, talk about expectations, and listen carefully as we take notice of the special ways God surprises us during the season. Until next time, take notes.
0: With all night you're true, oh your kindness, Lord. with all my oh with all all with